The Motivational Moments podcast is made possible by the generous sponsorship of Prime Information Security, online at www.primeinfosec.com, and with the support of our many subscribers. Thank you. everyone, this is Linda Ockwell-Jenner again with another Motivational Moments podcast and today I'm delighted to um, be interviewing for the second time Tony LaCorus, um, CEO of Complete Innovations and uh, we interviewed Tony um, maybe this time last year and um, Tony's been very kind to come back and fill us in on um, his company's growth. So hi Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you? Um, I'm kind of uh, looking forward to getting on the plane on Saturday. We're leaving for a business trip. We start off in Geneva, so if you think um, I'm not quite with it today, that's because I'm already on the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Geneva sounds nice. (laughs) Yes, I'm really looking forward to it. So um, I was very excited um, that you agreed to be interviewed again because I do believe that um, your organization has actually... um, um, been awarded another wonderful award yes we have we have we are on the Branham 300 list um, again this year which is a great honor so um, what exactly is is the Bran- Branham 300 just you know for the maybe small business owners out there who don't know what it is exactly so the Branham 300 is a list of Canada's 300 largest ICT companies, which stands for Information Communication Technology, so IT, but uh, focusing on kind of uh, communication side of IT. Mm-hmm. Um, so the largest company on the list, for example, or, n- or number one on the list would be RIM, Research in Motion. Mm-hmm. They're Canada's largest ICT-related company. And then um, and they rank the companies by revenue, um, and they segregate ICT revenue from certain companies that have a wide array of revenues. So, for example, the I think the next top three or four companies are Bell, Rogers, and Telus, but they only consider their ICT-related revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, I think, uh, around halfway point of the list, around 170, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So... It's um it's 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 very it's quite an honor you know to to think that a company I started 11 years ago in my parents basement is yeah. now Canada's 170th largest ICT company so that's pretty cool. Congratulations that's absolutely wonderful and to be honest um I I am blonde so you must forgive me if I forgot I didn't realize you started your company in uh, in in a basement. <laughs> well, I think many companies, many companies probably start that same way, um, yeah. and ours is no different. That's amazing, and the coincidence there is, believe it or not, um, I was searching for companies such as yours recently. I um, I write articles, blogs for Telus, who I know one of your partners, and um, mm. I wanted to to write about this very subject, which organisations had actually started in their home or their basements and and grown and. I did a bit of a Google, and it's really hard to find that information. So if only I'd have known, you'd have been part of my article. <laughs> that is dangerous. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's probably something not not all companies uh, advertise, you know, how their, how their humble beginnings uh, were. That's interesting. Now, do you think, do you think 
And you can be completely honest because, you know, um, I'm an honest person also. Do you think some companies would think maybe that people would look at them in a different way if they were honest about their humble beginnings? Um, I'm always open and proud to share it. Mm -hmm. I think it, um, it, you know, it, it reflects the human side of our business mm -hmm. and, um, uh, the, the, I think it emphasizes the success of it over the years. So, um, I'm always happy to share kind of how we started. Um, maybe some companies think of it in a different way. Maybe they want to, you know, be portrayed as a, I don't know, different company or, mm -hmm. or enterprise company or corporate mm -hmm. entity instead of a, you know, a company that people founded. But and I'm you not know, sure. I, I'm I'm with you. Um, I have no problem telling people my humble beginnings as well. And what it, it shows other entrepreneurs, small businesses, they can do it too if we did it, Tony. And sharing that it hasn't been easy, you know, really gives people the inspiration to carry on. So, and I do believe that um, you have quite a few partnerships. You you help quite a few small businesses, don't you? Your organization or, or work with them in some way. Um, yes, I, meaning, or, or, sorry, are you asking if we, uh, about our partnerships or, or businesses um, that we... Both, actually. Um, fill me in on, on the partnerships first, because I know we touched on this briefly last year. You have um, quite a list of, of partnerships, you know, that you work with. I know that for sure, but just remind us yes. who those companies are. Sure. So we have a number of key partnerships. Uh, in particular, TELUS is our reseller partner in Canada. Um, so they resell our, our products across the country. Uh, so that's a very important partnership for us. Uh, we also have key partnerships with companies like Microsoft and RIM and Motorola. So these are kind of more strategic supplier partners. So we work with Microsoft um, using their technologies to develop our software. So we have a close relationship with, with different people in that organization. Um, we work with RIM closely in a similar capacity where uh, we develop software on their mobile devices that work with our products. And same thing with Motorola. We work with them to um, develop software on some of their ruggedized handheld devices that also work with our products. And uh, more recently, we have a relationship for the last uh, a couple of years uh, with AT&T that we're about to, to take to the next level in um, having them also resell our products in the U.S. So we're excited about uh, that relationship as well. Well, you are keeping the best of company, I think. I mean, you're not, you're not, <laughs> you know, hiding behind your, you know, your laurels. So RIM, for instance, they're kind of, now, have they been, um, have they been going longer than you guys, or would it be about the same kind of time frame from when you founded your company and RIM founded theirs? Um, they've been at it, I think, uh, maybe 10 years longer than us. Okay. Uh, uh, they were founded, if I'm not mistaken, in the mid-'90s or, or um, somewhere around there doing some, some other things. And it, uh, uh, if I recall the story correctly, you know, they eventually got into mobile e paging and emailing and, and have evolved from there. And now they're, you know, a multi-billion dollar multinational behemoth, which is an incredible story. But uh, <laughs> um, did, you, did you look at RIM, for instance, and say to yourself, you know, while you were starting your company and, and heading for your growth, did you say, I want to work with those guys one day, I want to be part of, you know, their success? 
Yeah, very early on. I mean, we started working with RIM devices um, back when they were they looked like little pagers um, about 10 years ago. So when, from the time we started our company, we saw the potential there. Uh, we thought the, the, the devices are, are really brilliant for, for um, kind of our spaces as, as they are for many others. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we started working with them right out of the gate. And, and it's also a company that I very much admire mm-hmm. and a business model that I've tried to um, uh, adapt for our own. You know, I like the whole idea of uh, working with the cellular carriers to resell and distribute our products, which mm-hmm. is how RIM does business. Um, so, so, yeah, we very much... Uh, follow what they're up to. So that kind of leads me nicely into the other part of my question where small businesses are concerned because obviously, you know, you're in a great position now. You're working with a, you know, partnering with a lot of these uh, successful businesses and you are very successful yourself now. But I guess the smaller companies, the smaller businesses are looking at you guys now and thinking, you know, how can we work with those guys? What can we do that those guys are doing? So do you, do you offer help to some small businesses or mentorship or try and work with the smaller businesses to to give them a bit of help in the early days? Um, not not in any official way, uh, but I do kind of unofficially, you know, talk to a lot of other entrepreneurs out there and, um, whenever I'm doing so, I'm you know always happy and, and very willing to offer up uh, uh, any advice or share any experiences that may be helpful to them. Uh, you know, from from what we've achieved and learned over the years. And and do you think that the smaller business sh- businesses should be looking for partnerships in the same kind of um, area that they are? Say. Say you're a small business and you're you're about five years old and you do want to partner with another small business. Rather than going to the big guys like you, maybe they should start small and partner with other small businesses in the early days and help each other. I, I think I I think they should try to partner with whoever and regardless of the size of the partner. Uh, sometimes the bigger the better, mm-hmm. um, you know, because if they can bring value to the table, which we were able to do in all of our partnerships, I think you have to in order for the partnership to make mm-hmm. sense or work. But if you if if that company, whether they're regardless of their size, if they can bring value to the table, you know, the partner is going to be interested in working with them. And if that partner can bring them value, um, maybe through distribution or scalability or marketing support or, or credibility, um, you know, it's a win-win. That's that's what every partnership needs to be. We partnered with um, the companies I mentioned from the very beginning uh, days of our business. And uh, even to this day, it has helped, it continues to help us win business with companies we probably wouldn't win business with otherwise. Um, you know, our partners bring us to the table or we bring our partners to the table and because of that, it helps us win that account. Um, so so that's a, uh, been a common theme in the history of our business and uh, one I would recommend any company uh, to, to follow. So is there a secret to the kind of deal where you're a small business and they want to work with your organization or another organization. So they know they, they have the value to offer. But in the early days, how do you get noticed as a small business? How do you get someone like your organization to take them seriously? Um, 
it's difficult, isn't it? Because how do you get to see the CEO? How do you sell yourself? I mean, have you got any tips on how smaller businesses could approach the larger organizations like yours? So uh, we've always taken the approach of proving ourselves um, first. Uh, I think especially the larger companies out there are constantly bombarded by smaller companies that want to work with them. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, what they're always hearing is, you know, I'd like to work with you. You can help me with this. You can, you know, I want, 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 right? <laughs> we 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 try to go to them and say, here's what we can bring you. Yeah. So so what we the approach we've always taken has been let's go out there and whatever it takes, you know, win a bunch of accounts or customers and then bring them on a silver platter to the partner we want to work with and say, hey, here's a whole bunch of business we got out there using our own efforts, our own funds and, and whatever. And, and we'll bring this to you to do to to execute on this business together. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what, if we partner on this in a formal way, we could probably do a lot more of this together. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that that is a, you know, they're, they're much more welcoming to let you in the door if you're bringing them something off right off the bat. That makes sense. That, that makes sense, yep. So um, I don't know whether you remember, but I do remember. Um, basically, you and I talked a little bit about link, LinkedIn last year, and I think you mentioned that you do use it um, a lot for recruiting. Is still this the case with LinkedIn? Yeah, we are definitely using it um, for recruiting. Um, we're trying to use it even more so. We recently um, actually met with LinkedIn. We went to their uh, Toronto offices and met with some of their people there to learn more about how we can use it for other parts of our business. So mm-hmm. since that, we have some plans to, um, you know, put our product profiles up on LinkedIn. You can actually now list a product or a service in, in on LinkedIn, and you can have people start um, collaborating about that product or service or recommending it or writing up about it. Um, uh, so, so we're going to start uh, doing some of those things in uh, in the near future to help out with the uh, marketing side. That's absolutely wonderful. So um, I'm guessing a, a lot of the smaller businesses, especially the ones I deal with, didn't know that you know all those things could happen on LinkedIn. So um, I would suggest that you know for the for the businesses that are listening, they can follow you. I know that Tony, but they can also follow your your company, can't they? They can keep an eye on what your company's doing. That's right. They can uh, look up our company, Complete Innovations, and uh, follow follow our company. And I think they can even follow our products, um, and they'll see kind of the evolution of that um, in the weeks and months ahead. Where we actually listed them up already, so they'll start to see some activity in the very near future. That's absolutely wonderful. So um, I guess today more than ever, these these online resources, social media platforms, whatever you want to call them, are more of a necessity. I mean, did you think maybe, I don't know, five years ago that you would be using the Internet more and more for your marketing, connecting, you know, stuff like that? Or was it something you hadn't thought about? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, the Internet is it's kind of, Cache, but it is the future. I mean, uh, more and more things are going to be happening on the internet, and uh, you know, the, this whole social media wave is very fascinating. And um, I think 
it's it's uh, the the coolest part about it is it enables us to connect with our customers um, or prospective customers in a one-on-one way um, online. Where you know that that was challenging prior to um, these sites like Facebook and LinkedIn, or you know, in, prior to that. Uh, you would send out mass email blasts, and <laughs> you know one percent of people would respond to them or yeah. uh, so it was a one to many type effort whereas now you can actually connect with uh, people directly and have a conversation with them uh, through these through these uh, platforms now do you do you take care of that for your company or do you have someone doing that for you? Uh, a bit of both I take care of my own uh, profile and network. But uh, our marketing director has uh, taken responsibility for um, the company and products uh, managing those profiles and and the the strategy there. That makes sense. And would you say that you are approachable if if somebody wanted to connect with you or, or, you know, whether it was Twitter, Facebook or LinkedIn, are you approachable? I mean, um, are you someone that people kind of know instinctively that they can, you know, connect with you and ask you a question or ask you for a tip or offer you something, maybe a value, or do you kind of... Because not everybody is approachable, if you know what I'm trying to say. So do you like to prefer to stay in the background, or are you saying, come and get me, I want to speak with you, I want to help you? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Sure. Well, um, it is is a a challenging thing because I am often skeptical Mm-hmm. of um uh the people that want to solicit me <laughs> yeah. um so speak, because being frankly being in my position uh, being the CEO of a fast growing technology company of our size you wouldn't uh, uh, you can't imagine how many phone calls and emails i get every day i would like, that wants I to tell even, me something yeah. <laughs> so I, I i was always the kind of person that would return every single oh. email and phone call but uh, it's just it's impossible now to 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 yeah. do that um so i've unfortunately had to create my own filter of mm-hmm. you know um not returning or, or responding to every person that wants to solicit me. Um, but if it is someone that is in the industry um, or someone that is, you know, an entrepreneur, for example, that wants to ask a question or, or, or communicate for some uh, on some subject, um, you know, I, I'll be happy to kind of uh, respond or, or collaborate with those people. But uh, I do, I do have to have, some filter up these days. <laughs> yes, I understand that. And um, you hear more and more about, especially the large, successful organizations such as yours, they're very interested in customer comments. So, you know, I doubt this has ever happened to you guys, but, you know, whoever's looking after this part of social media for you, I guess they catch any any comments where maybe they are not so nice and maybe try and keep the customer happy or are you not at that point yet where, you know, people are making the not so nice comments about you guys? Um I'm sure, well, I'm sure that we have had customers that have had uh, not great things to say about us over the our 11 years of business. We are we are by no means perfect and we have made mistakes and uh like any company we we uh, you know th- there were times where we may have dropped the ball or done mm-hmm. something that uh, we're not proud of. So we we don't try to position ourselves as, you know, some uh, perfect company that that uh, only does uh things uh perfectly. Um 
but so when our approach is when we do make a mistake or, or if something doesn't go as planned is to uh, fix that situation or improve that situation as rapidly as possible. Um, so I often will tell new customers that, um, hey, I guarantee you in the history of our relationship, we probably will screw up. But when we do, I also guarantee you that we'll do everything we can to, to correct that situation as quickly as possible. Nice. And, and that's, I think, what we can promise at the end of the day. So, so of course, if we see something somewhere online, uh, we haven't seen that really, frankly, much because I think that's just good. the nature of our products and our uh-huh. business, it's, yeah. it's probably not the way people go about yet uh, – communicating that mm-hmm. but uh you know we'll have customers call us or email us directly or, or escalate to even myself saying you know i'm upset about this situation or or you didn't take care of me in this situation or whatever and and our approach is to always apologize and uh try to turn that frown upside down that's nice that that really is nice and it gives us all a, a nice warm fuzzy feeling so um Again, my memory might not be right, but did we chat a little bit um, last time about how you were positioning yourself um, in the U.S. and that you did want to be, was it top five, um, position yourself as one of the top five in your the U.S.? Your memory is pretty good. <laughs> so, you know, is your goal coming to fruition? Are you getting closer to that goal? Um, we're, we're not, it's hard to say. I would, well, I would say we are becoming better positioned to, uh, achieve that goal. Um, we're not much further ahead from probably the last time we talk, uh, spoke about it, but we are, um, uh, now very close to launching a, a new offering and a new, uh, relationship with our partner AT&T, which I think will help us, uh, uh, quickly accelerate towards that goal. That, that's absolutely fantastic. So um, you, you gave us some tips last time for, for anyone out there in the same position as you who, you know, you started your business, you had your, your challenges, and look where you are now. It's absolutely fabulous. So you gave us some lovely tips, which, by the way, I have to be honest, I can't remember what the tips were. So... <laughs> Is there anything today, whether it's a tip or some other news you've got about your company that you want to inspire our listeners with that, again, will catapult us out of our office chair and say, we can do it too because Tony can do it. I mean, there must have been such a lot going on in the past six months for your organization and I've just kind of, you know, tiptoed around the, 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 the things I know about. Is there anything else you want to share with us, Tony? Um, I mean... The from a from a tip perspective, I think, uh, and I'm not, I don't remember if this is one I shared last time, but uh, what can resonate a lot with me from from the last say six months or year is focus and discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had we have this long term strategy um, about how we want to grow our company in uh, both in Canada and the U.S. and it's a long haul kind of strategy. Um, which has required us to be incredibly focused on it and disciplined and and not take on uh, other things that may seem lucrative short term but might distract us from achieving that you know great long term goal mm-hmm. um so so the last uh, year especially for us has been a exercise of focus and discipline to to you know keep our focus and discipline on that long term strategy and long term goal and uh, avoid the temptations of, you know, the quick deal that, mm-hmm. that might take you, um, you know, in the in 
that might not support you going in that direction you want to go in. So um, that's that's been my uh, key focus for the last year. I, I like that. I like that because um, I'm not sure whether you know this, but I'm also um, um, a business development, you know, coach, consultant, and a lot of the smaller businesses, in particular, um, may have something lucrative to work towards their long term but they do get off track when they take these short term initiatives which may be here today and gone tomorrow and then they haven't built the foundations like you guys are doing to reach their long term goal and then they have to go back and start all over again from the beginning Mm-hmm. So that is a fantastic tip to say to people. This is how we do it. So obviously, if you follow our lead, you know, you're probably on on the right road. So has your travel increased in the past six months? Are you traveling more or do you get, you know, other people to travel for you? Because I know you have, do you, you do have small children, I believe, if I remember rightly. You have a family. That's right. I have, I have a three-year-old and a lovely wife. Oh, so you want to spend as much time as possible with your family. So is travel a big part of your life at the moment, or are you able to let someone else do that for you? Um, it, it is a pretty big part uh, because of where we are right now in our business and, and our current, you know, our strategy kind of requires me to, to be traveling quite a bit right now. Uh, but my travel is kind of in spurts in the year. So, you know, the I would say February to May time frame has a lot of travel almost uh, uh almost weekly it seems like uh but but a lot of travel during those months and and then it gets quiet uh, or travel slows down almost completely throughout the summer and over the the Christmas holidays December and January so um so you know my family understands that and and uh we get ample time together during kind of the summer and winter and and then the spring and fall are, are kind of a little more hectic so um we manage. That's good. That's good to know. So when you're traveling, and I'm writing articles about this when I'm on my journeys as well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the perils of being on the road and how to lead the healthy lifestyle. And if you're up late working or you're bright and shiny next morning for your, you know, your business commitments. So do you find it hard to stop work when you're on the road and tend to carry on working in your hotel room or you're out with clients so you get to bed late? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All of those. <laughs> All of those things. Um, the workload uh, is a lot more intense when I'm on the road. Um, you know, when I'm home, when I'm at home, I, I tend to leave the office at a reasonable hour because mm-hmm. I want to get home and spend time with my family. Mm-hmm. And I tend not to work once I get home and, you know, just spend time, quality time with my family and relax. And so so that's, that's nice. When I'm on the road, I don't have that... Uh, I don't have anything stopping me necessarily from uh, working, so mm-hmm. I find the laptop is on, uh, you know, pretty late uh, sometimes and and uh, on early. So. And, and how did you manage um, to wake up bright and early next day? Are you a morning person? Because I'm, I'm a morning person, and I wake up so fantastically bright and chirpy. Everybody runs away from me. So is that the kind of person? <laughs> yeah, they do. Is that the kind of person you are? Uh, yeah, I, I find as, uh, you know, with uh, my different, I guess, the different age, uh, it's changed with age. Uh, yeah. I found, you know, uh, in my 20s, I would be, I could work, you know, really late into, the, you know, one, two, three in the morning and, you know, have a hard time in the earlier hours <laughs> of the day or, or, or 
would not be pleasant in the morning, but I find now I value getting to sleep at a reasonable hour much more, and I'm much more productive early in the morning. So um, even on the road, I'll I'll try to go to sleep at a pretty reasonable hour, and uh, but I'll be up early and I'll I'll be uh, uh, doing work early. So um, what about um, technology you use on the road? Um, do you find it easier, and probably in your line to work, you know all the answers, or I don't know, it's relatively easy to work on the road today with all the technology offered. So um, is there any tips you'd like to share with us on, you know, what good technology works for us when we're on the road? Because I know, now I'm not techie, I know when I go to a hotel I can use their internet, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So um, do you ever have any problems with technology on the road? Are you using tried and tested things that you know make it work so smoothly for you uh i mean it's it's pretty smooth for me the uh i just need my my blackberry um and my laptop and i have a wireless um uh, internet stick usb stick for my laptop which mm-hmm. um I, I use when i need to if i'm in a hotel that has internet or wi-fi i'll use that because it's usually faster mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know that's really all I need. I can I can do pretty much anything and everything from the road with those tools. Yeah, it's good to know, isn't it? Because where would we be without all that technology? And how about diet? Um, I know when I'm away, especially you know with all the lovely food in in Europe, I tend to overeat and you know come back feeling a bit like a Miss Piggy. <laughs> so are you good um, when you're out and about and try and eat you know sensibly, or do you do what I do and say? Well, I I am working away from home, so I will indulge. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is with uh, human nature, but f- for some reason, I feel I feel that same thing when I'm on the road. <laughs> I, I I deserve I deserve yes. to eat this huge steak. Yes. Uh, you know, I've earned it or something. Whereas you know, it's probably not doing me any good. But yeah, I do find that I I will probably um, eat uh, a lot richer food when I'm traveling more than I should be you know what's so refreshing um you know talking to you like this over this very informal interview you are a real person you are a real human being and you are so open and honest and willing to share and you're not pretending to be perfect and that's very important because a lot of small businesses look up to you guys and all the other big guys and go well what do we have to do to be like those guys and sometimes they try and be perfect and they try and pretend that they have no challenges going on in the background and sometimes they are not the person we need to get to know if that makes sense we need to get to know the real person don't we exactly they should uh stop trying to be perfect because it's impossible <laughs> and uh convey the truth and and live up to uh mistakes when they do happen yeah because like i often say if we have any skeletons in our cupboard get them out before we start the business because somebody will find them along the way if we don't Exactly. It's so true, especially when you're successful. Well, I'm going to wish you a happy, happy Easter. Thank you. And hope that you are going to get some time off and rest with your family and friends. And um, if there is anything else in the future that, you know, you want to share with us, um, we'd be delighted to speak with you again. And I hope that one day we get to meet in person, not just um, at the end of um, an interview or, um, you know, on LinkedIn and stuff like that. Because I'd like to give you a hug. I'm a huggy person. So maybe one day... (laughs) 
<laughs> it's okay. Uh, I just like to hug people. That's the kind of person I am. So it's been lovely speaking with you, and um, thank you for taking your valuable time to help um, everybody who's listening today, Tony. I appreciate it. Well, I um, I thank you very much, Linda, and I would uh, look forward to hugging you as well someday. Okay, then. So take care and have a wonderful day. Bye for now.